Let's recap what we said yesterday. The Tanya quoted from the Zohar in the book Raya Mehemna that seems to imply that the revealed levels of Torah, Nigla, which deal largely with the laws of purity and purity, problematic questions and controversy, which all stem from Klippa, because Klippa, the dark side, is where there is division, you know, good and bad, not, not um, pure and not pure. So there, the spiritual dimension of the tree of knowledge and evil, while the Zohar, meaning the mystical dimension of the Torah itself, the Zohar itself is the tree of life. It's, the passage further seems to imply that once Mashiach comes and the tree of knowledge and good, of good and evil becomes dominated by the tree of life, that the revealed dimensions of Torah will no longer be relevant. And he asked, how is it possible to term any part of Torah good and evil, especially when it has been stated that the entire Torah that's been revealed to us is a tree of life for all who cling to it? This question is strengthened when we consider that the sages and the Kabbalists studied the revealed dimensions of Torah in depth, even giving this study precedence over davening. And davening is based on the secrets of the Zohar. So how can we say that the revealed part of Torah is any less the tree of life than the hidden part of Torah. And today he even strengthens the question. And, and by tomorrow we start unpacking how we're misreading the Zohar, and that's not what the Zohar is saying, but he, he first strengthens the, the question even more. He says the following. How is it possible that when Mashiach comes, people will not need to know the laws of prohibited and permitted, purity and impurity, broad categories of Jewish law pertaining to different cases of forbidden and permitted matters and purity. According to the above, these stem from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If we don't study the laws, how will we know how to offer animal sacrifices, which are kosher and which are not? How will we know how a woman's to conduct herself after childbirth, as we know that the sages tell us a woman will conceive and give birth on the same day, but the laws of purity and impurity will still be applicable? On the contrary, not still. These days we don't even apply it mostly. But when Mashiach comes, we're going to go back to biblical times in that, that the laws of purity and purity will play an incredible function. Also difficult to understand is the statement of the Zohar that when the tree of life will dominate in the coming of Mashiach, then they will, the Torah scholars will not be sustained by the energy of the tree of knowledge of good and evil that manifests itself with people within people who are not necessarily pure, but they will sustain themselves. It says even in times of the second base Hamikdash, the Torah scholars made sure to sustain themselves and not be sustained from people who um, were not from a pure standard. They were, they were sustained by their own vineyards and fields while they studied the revealed aspects of Torah and raised up thousands of students. So obviously, we cannot say that when Mashiach comes and the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil will disappear, that suddenly the revealed Torah will disappear. Heaven forbid. We can't say that. There's still going to be incredible applications of Torah. We're going to have to know what's right and what's wrong. We can't just negate it. Torah is not going to disappear. There's going to be so many technical um, halakha. That's the beauty of Judaism. And even the, there's times in the Talmud where the Talmud would say something and they'll say, is this a law for the time of Mashiach? And there, the implication of that question is that currently it's irrelevant, but when Mashiach comes, it's relevant, meaning there will be halakha when Mashiach comes. So what do we mean? And that's what we're going to continue exploring tomorrow.